I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfinance, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Hi, moms. How are you doing today? Is it a good day? Or is it like most days? Because I know on most days as moms, it can feel a little chaotic. We often run from task to task from the minute we get up in the morning till the minute we go to bed again at night. And often we try to feel a sense of success because we think of all the things that we've checked off on our to-do list at the end of the day. I know I do. And sometimes I do really feel that sense of success when I think of all the things I've done for my kids, all the things I've done for work. Yeah, I did them. That's great. And then sometimes underneath that sense of accomplishment, I end up asking myself, but have I done the things I really want to do with my kids today? Have I created memories? Do I feel closer to them? Did I fit in some time just for them? Or was it always that, one more minute, honey, let me just get one more thing done, that ends up at the end of the day stealing some of my joy about the things that I did accomplish? You know, we all know that we need to be able to connect with our family. It's one of the reasons we're moms. We're not just moms to check things off to-do boxes. We're there to be moms, to connect with our children, to raise them and guide them and love them and enjoy them. But sometimes we feel like, okay, I know that's who I'm supposed to be, but I'll fit it in. I'll fit it in over the weekend when we're not in school, after all the practices and rehearsals. I'll fit it in over the coming holiday. I'll fit it in over summer vacation. I'll fit it in when I have time. And we really don't know how we're going to fit in that time. And that sense of not being able to be who we want to be as moms can really leave us feeling unsuccessful and frustrated. Because creating connection takes time. But how in the world do we fit that in to the haze of our overscheduled lives? Well, that's why we're doing this podcast today. Because there is a way. A simple change that can help us create connection with our kids without burning us out and without making us feel frustrated. The way to do that is to create rituals. Now, I know, creating rituals, is she out of her mind? That sounds so intense. That's going to be elaborate. It's going to be a crazy addition to my jam-packed life. I don't come to the Momfidence podcast to feel more guilty, Lisa. What are you saying to me? Well, I'm promising that this is really a lot easier than you think. And it's not about making picture-perfect, overly detailed rituals that we see when we have on the morning TV and somebody comes on to show us how to do the perfect football party before the big game or the perfect holiday five minutes before the turkey's out of the oven. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about 
rituals that fit in easily to your life and make you feel good inside and connect you with your kids. Now let's think about rituals for a minute. I bet you already have some personal rituals that you just love. You might not think of them as rituals, but they are. For instance, for me, it's that first morning cup of coffee. Even the first sip seems like an amazing ritual to me. I can just take that deep breath and just sigh and know that with that cup of coffee and some help from God, I can take on the day. For you, maybe it's your text during the day with your best friend where you just touch base. I know I love when my best friend texts me during the day and I know she's thinking of me and I let her know I'm thinking of her. Maybe it's a playlist that you put on just to lift your spirits and let you know that you got this. You can handle it. Maybe it's, okay, let's be honest, just getting your bra off at the end of the day and getting into some comfy clothes. Again, it's that ah kind of moment. It's over. I've got this. I can feel comfortable now. We're going to make this day happen and finish it off well. You know, I know that something is every day as getting your bra off and getting into comfy clothes doesn't seem like a ritual, but it is. Because we do do it every day. And it does make us feel like more of ourselves, more comfortable, and a bit more happy. Those little things that make you feel a little bit better don't take a lot of time. And generally, the same is true with the rituals I'm going to be talking about now that you can create with your family. There are four rituals four categories of rituals that we're going to take a look at today during this podcast. And they are working, playing, talking, and praying together. Let's look at each one of those and talk about how we actually can fit that into our daily lives, because all of them are things that we do in the course of a day, in the course of a week. But when we make them intentional, they can really pay off with big, big benefits. Let's start with work. Work rituals are important because, well, we all feel the most pressure around all the work that we have to do as moms. We have a zillion and one work tasks per day, and most of us approach them by using the divide and conquer technique, where I'll work on this, you work on that, Somebody else do something else, and we think if we all just do something else at the same time but in different spaces, that it'll all get done, and then, then we'll have time to do something together and make that connection. But it very rarely works, because usually everybody gets cranky, kids need to be corrected for not doing what they're supposed to be doing while you're working really hard, and we don't end up feeling good about each other at the end of working that way and able to feel connected and, and loving toward one another. The trick to a work ritual is to actually do as much of the work as we can alongside of our kids as possible. Let's think of some examples for this. I have one example that really affected me very deeply as a mom. I knew a mom who was a few years older than me and she really set an amazing example for me because 
she was working on her advanced degree and she had a daughter who was in grade school and she was trying to figure out how to balance this because her daughter's success in school was really important to her but she also really wanted to get this advanced degree because it would further some very important work that she was doing and she sat down one day and thought how am I going to make this all happen? Because by the time I do everything I need to do for my daughter, it's so late at night that I don't really have the energy to be able to work on my own degree. So she talked with her daughter and they came up with the idea to work side by side at the dining table every day after they were done with their day. They'd clear the dinner dishes, they sit down, and they'd both do their work together every day for years. They did this from grade school through high school. Mom was there to be able to answer any questions or help with any problems. She always knew her daughter was staying on task because she was right there next to her. She could see if her mind wandered or she started doodling on her page and she was there to help get her back on task. But most of the time her daughter could work for, for time periods on her own and that gave my friend a chance to really delve into her own work and get things accomplished towards her degree and also allowed her to be a great example to her daughter of what studying and hard work was all about. Well, eventually my friend did get her advanced degree and she continued to work on her work for her job at that dining table with her daughter every night through high school. And eventually, her daughter went to Oxford University and became quite successful in her own right. And you know what? More importantly than that, they remained really close as mother and daughter because they had built years of partnership together. And they felt very close because of it. Now, that was an amazing accomplishment. But this kind of partnership that they built can be built in many small ways. Everyone doing a little bit to get dinner on the table, for example. One person sets the table, another person gets the drinks, another person brings the plates to the table, clearing the table together, but all the while chatting and catching up with each other's day. Another example is folding the laundry together, again, while having a nice conversation. I've done this with my daughter, where we actually sat and we watched some YouTube videos on how to fold things in a really orderly way. Because I knew my daughter enough to know that if she watched it on a YouTube video, she'd really be able to learn to do it well. And so we learned the techniques together. And now, whenever we have laundry to fold, we do it together. And it gives us a chance to catch up on what's going on in our lives and what's interesting. And it gives us a chance to really talk together, which is another ritual we're going to talk about. Even our littlest ones can come alongside of us with work. You know, that little tiny one can fold all the washcloths because they can fold a little square. Or they can match the socks by color, which actually helps them to learn while we're getting the laundry done. So there's your, your child with you, accomplishing tasks alongside of you joking around, kidding around, maybe putting on some music and singing together. But you're not saying, go do this, and then having to check up and realize they've drifted off or they haven't done it as well. 
or they're resenting being sent away to another room till they can finally get your attention. Maybe they're even acting up because they're trying to get your attention. No, they're right there with you. And they're getting that sense of they're being important. They're being able to contribute to the family's well-being and getting to have some friendship time with you and connection time with you. So that work ritual of just bringing our kids alongside of us so that they feel that sense of being respected and important. And we feel that sense of getting things accomplished and connecting with our kids is a really important and really beneficial to all of us ritual. Let's look at play rituals next. When so much of parenting seems like the must-dos, it can seem like all we do is work and discipline our kids. And that really sucks the joy out of family life and usually instills in us a desperate craving for more and more time alone that never seems to satisfy us. Of course it does. We're frustrated. We're exhausted. We've done so much on that must-do list. And we feel like we're never going to get that time that we want that connects us so we better refuel with time that separates us. But if we intentionally insert playtime into every day, we'll have the antidote to that constant grind that I'm talking about. Daily play does not have to be long. I am not talking about getting out a game board and setting up something that's going to take two or three hours on a weeknight. If you can do that on the weekend, or if you have a night set aside for something like that, more power to you. But it doesn't have to be like that. It just has to be time intentionally set aside to do something enjoyable together. Play in a way that suits your family, because every family is going to enjoy different things. So, different examples that I can think of. You can take a walk together after dinner to just breathe and shake off the day a bit together. I know that Pope John Paul II's father used to take a walk with him every day after school. He would meet with him and they would take a walk. It was their ritual. They caught up. They got to see a bit of the sights. They had that bit of connection no matter what they were going through, and they went through a lot. And Pope John Paul II really attributed a lot of his faith to his father making that time for him every single day. Another thing you could try is like playing a 15-minute card game before homework time. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but there are actually a lot of 15, 10 to 15-minute card games out there. Just do a Google search for them, and you'll be amazed how many there really are. And the emphasis there is on before homework time, because once we've made that connection and had some fun together, we've actually brought down our emotional temperatures. Our kids already know we want to be with them and are rooting for them and everything. We've captured their hearts a little bit. And so when that rougher homework time comes and they begin to have a question, they trust us more. They feel more in rapport with us and we with them so that we can conquer that homework together. Instead of just saying, well, maybe we'll have time to play a game if you'll just concentrate on your math. Flipping it around really makes homework time easier. 
we don't always have to do something that's obviously play. We can, we can read a wonderful book together, one that's not assigned by school. Just one chapter of a night, maybe more if you're feeling it, every night before bed. Or if you're sports-minded, go outside, shoot some hoops with your kid. If you're not so sports-minded, maybe it's an arts and crafts project together if you have more time. But as big or as little as it is, if we just set aside at least 15 minutes a day to play together, it'll make all the difference in the world. And if you have different personalities and like different things, rotate turns in picking a play ritual each day so that everybody gets a turn in doing something they enjoy and also gets a turn at practicing self-donation by doing something that the other likes with a positive attitude. Okay, that brings us to the talk ritual. And as you might see already with the work and play rituals, they're often made a lot more pleasant when we're talking together. And this is good because most of us don't do well with the big, we have to talk moments. We actually tend to share our hearts more freely when we're doing other things. But it's important to set aside some catch-up time on a regular basis with each child so that they can have some of our undivided attention. One friend of mine who actually has 11 kids schedules time on her calendar for each child to go alone to the store with her. And that time alone driving in the car and walking around the store becomes really precious time with mom that they don't have to share with anybody else. And by the way, it also covers a work ritual at the same time. But doing things like going out for ice cream or taking a walk or going out to dinner with just one child can really, really build relationship. Now, big note here. It's really important that when we schedule talk time, it's not a time for discipline or correction or lecturing. We want to develop rapport and relationship with our child by listening and sharing in a loving and supportive way. So save the discipline for a different time. The talk rituals don't only have to be one-on-one, -on -one, you and one child. They should be shared by the whole family as well at other times. A really fun way to do that is a little game called Th Thorns and Roses. And it's a great way to share the important things that happened in your family's day. Each person gets to share a thorn, a difficult part of the day, and a rose, a good part of the day, while the rest of the family is attentive and supportive as they talk about it. But just talking together about the day, or a book you're reading, or a movie you've watched, can all be part of the talk ritual, as long as the conversation isn't limited to just what's on the schedule and who needs to be picked up from where and what we need to buy from the store. Make it something that shares your heart and shares your life together. Lastly, let's look at the idea of a prayer ritual. You know, we all deep within ourselves crave connection with the divine in some way, no matter how old we are. I wholeheartedly encourage you to pray with your children in a way that's meaningful to you both. Every day, set aside time to take your concerns to God, aloud, together. 
maybe before bedtime. Ask God together to help each of you with whatever you need help with. Friendships, schoolwork, work projects, hopes. Also, take some time to acknowledge where each of you saw glimpses of God in your day. A prayer answered, a beautiful sunset, time shared together, the parking space near the door, whatever, wherever you caught a glimpse of God, acknowledge it together and thank him for it. It's a beautiful way to end the day before sleep. Also, it's wonderful to give blessings to your child. You just put your hand on your child's head or arm or back and ask God to bless and protect your child and to help your child with any concerns that they might have. It's great to do this before they leave the house for their school day or before they head off for a game or a practice. You know, you can also ask your child to give you a blessing as well. And it's really going to connect your child with the ability to call on God, to help with the real things in life, and let them know that they can have that very adult conversation and be a blessing in the lives of the adults around them, even mom. These prayer rituals help us and our children connect with the divine and with each other and help us to know that we never have to take on this life alone. We've got God and we've got each other and we can do it. Intentionally setting aside time to work and talk and play and pray together helps us to capture each other's heart as a family. And when we have our children's hearts, the need for discipline really diminishes a lot. And it's far easier to discipline when it is necessary. When we close our eyes at night, we can know that we've made loving, important connections with our children because of these rituals practiced every day. And we can experience a real sense of peace, joy, and accomplishment. Thanks for joining me today for this Monfidence Moment. If you want more encouragement, come on over to momfidence.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.